Welcome back to another episode of In Gear with the Shop. I'm your host, AJ Hecht. This month, I'm joined by Corey Sharp, the Director of Statewide Partnerships at Purdue Polytechnic Institute in Indiana. In his role, Corey helps organize and grow the EV Grand Prix, a series of electric go-kart races featuring competing teams of high schools from across Indiana and a few other states. At their schools, students form teams to build, tune, and test their carts, and then they race them against other schools, developing skills that will help them as they join the industry later on down the road. Over the course of the episode, Corey and I will talk all about the program, the future of motorsports, how shops can help, and a lot more. But that's enough for me. Let's get in gear with Corey Sharp. I'm here with Corey Sharp. He's the director of statewide partnerships with Purdue Polytechnic Institute. Corey, thanks for coming on in the show today. Thank you, AJ, for having me. I'm I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah. Um. So you're involved with the Purdue University EV Grand Prix. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about what that program is? Yes. It's it's been a program that's been around for several years. Uh, my involvement has been within the last uh, ten to eleven months. And uh, this is a program where we work with local high schools uh, to implement an EV go-kart. We provide them a a basic curriculum. Uh, We work with Top Kart USA to provide the go-kart kit. And uh, so they have uh, the ability to build their own EV go-kart and then uh, participate in test and tune events that we have around the state of Indiana, as well as Grand Prix races at our main campus in West Lafayette, Indiana. Cool. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the curriculum? Obviously, they're building the cart and putting it together, like you mentioned. But uh, can you just walk us through a little bit what these students are learning by participating in this program? Sure. So most high schools use the EV Grand Prix program either as part of a class. So it may be an automotive program mm-hmm. um, that may use it as a class or they use it after an after school program where they typically have more of a diverse group of students participating. So you might have the kids that are interested in automotive, but you might also get some engineering kids, mm-hmm. you might get some art students or design students or business students. So usually the after-school programs are a little bit more uh, diversified in terms of student interest, but it covers everything from uh, the assembly of the kit, uh, but it also gets into basic physics, uh, math, um, it gives them basically a good overview of STEM and problem solving uh, within uh, the kind of the high school realm uh, of um, of just being age appropriate. Mm-hmm. So they're they're really uh, tackling those kinds of things, and it's really a learn by doing hands on experience mm-hmm. for the students. So as they're building the go kart, testing the go kart, they're learning you know like the front end geometry. How do we mm-hmm. change the geometry? What is how does the geometry work? If I adjust it, does that speed the car up? Does it slow it down? Does it have any impact on energy and power? So they're going to have an experience, like I said, uh, a variety of math experiences, science and physics experiences, um, as well as just problem solving, assembly, and using basic technology and safety. Cool. Um, so for us, for our readers and listeners, uh, we're obviously more. Uh, interested in in the business side of things um and just the the state of the industry and the aftermarket in general mm-hmm. um how does this program prepare students for careers in the industry where perhaps they're working in a performance shop or racing shop or you know 
um, just maybe a manufacturer, some, you know, involved in the industry? How does this really prepare them for life beyond this program? Well, first, this really, I think, uh, it's a catalyst to create excitement for students, mm-hmm. to get them interested to work in the industry. So they get to experience uh, working in a team environment. They get to work uh, on a car. Uh, they have to understand driver challenges that are on the track and how do you take those challenges and incorporate it into, you know, what can we do to make the car better? Mm-hmm. So I think that that in and of itself, it creates that interest. And then secondly, it gives students a opportunity to kind of explore different paths that they may want to do either in high school or after they graduate, whether they want to go directly into the job market mm-hmm. or do they want to go on to some sort of post-secondary education? Do they want to go into uh, you know, an automotive program? Do they want to go into uh, maybe an electrical engineering or electrical engineering technology curriculum uh, like at Purdue University where you could study either electrical engineering technology or uh, engineering? The same with mechanical. And so it really provides them uh, a different way to see how the different disciplines uh, that they could pursue in post-secondary education and how it relates back to, to motorsports. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really our goal is to create kind of that pipeline of kids that want to work in these industries, whether it's electrical, mechanical. And then also, like I mentioned, we have students that are at the high school level that are sometimes in design, graphic design, computer, mm-hmm. uh, computer uh, science. And uh, they may be working on the website. They may be doing data analysis. So maybe it's a team that uh, does a lot of data analytics, especially at the higher levels of motorsports, where you know data analytics are really important. And, and we have a data box, and they have kids that are, you know, looking at that data. And then how do you use that data to make the car better? Sure. Um, what's the growth of this program been like? Could you fill us in a little bit on the history and how it started and yeah. how it evolved and gotten to? I, I don't know if it existed in a format before it was uh, like electric based carts, or if that is a recent development, uh, yeah. just any background on the program would be, would be great. Yeah. With this, uh, Purdue has a longstanding, you know, history working. Uh, they've had the Purdue Grand Prix, which has always been at the college level and it's a combustion mm-hmm. Grand Prix. But um, I would say about 10 years ago, uh, eight to 10 years ago, Purdue started, Purdue received a grant to explore EV technology uh, with go-karting through a federal grant. And that's really where it started. Mm-hmm. And uh, at, at its height, uh, we had about 30 schools actively participating in the program around mm-hmm. the state of Indiana, as well as some s- schools out of the state of Indiana. We had some in Texas, uh, oh. Ohio, Colorado, I think. Uh, oh, cool. But but because of COVID, that number uh, went in half. Oh, okay. Uh, a lot of schools mothballed the program uh, because of COVID. And then mm-hmm. also as a result, there's been a lot of change in teachers. Mm-hmm. And so right now we are um, coming out of COVID, obviously, uh, we're, uh, some of those teams are starting to come on board that have been on, on pause. Mm-hmm. And then we're starting to add some new schools uh, to the program. And we see, again, a variety of teachers that are engaged with it. Sometimes it's the automotive teacher. Sometimes it's the computer science teacher. Sometimes it's the engineering project lead the way kind of teacher. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've been out recruiting these teachers and their uh, administrators to to start new teams or to restart if they had put on pause during COVID. Okay. Um, being so heavily involved in, in a program like this that, you know, is kind of 
trying to help develop the future of the motorsports industry. Um, how, how do you view that future? What, what, what do you think the, the next, you know, five, 10, 15 years is going to look like for, for motorsports? You know, I'm, I'm actually kind of bullish about it. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with, if you look at kind of where motorsports is right now, you've seen uh, the growth of formula one because mm-hmm. Netflix Mm-hmm. has exploded and yeah. increased the 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 reach of formula one nascar has seen a uh, great uh response and i also because of that i also see you have people like dale Hart jr and tony stewart and others that have come through those ranks trying to strengthen short track racing again mm-hmm. so i'm very bullish about that that they're going to have an impact and you know the fact that dale jr and kevin harvick and jeff burton are you know wanting to like you know, uh, really strengthen the cars tour, all of those things I think are going to help this next generation of, of kids enter into motorsports in terms of a career opportunity as a fan. However, I think so. That's why I'm very bullish about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then also, you know, IndyCar has seen, uh, you know, some, the, the 500 is getting stronger every year. Mm-hmm. And my view is that if we can, if that trickles down to short track racing uh, and into karting and other things, I think, I think we're going to be in good shape. Yeah. I mean, how important is it to have outlets like, you know, the EV Grand Prix that are, that are so accessible? I mean, is, is that going to be a big factor? Do you think growing programs like this? It absolutely is because it, it, it gives kids a, a, a touch point to work on a car that they may never have been able to have ever thought about doing I'll give an example one of our schools that we work with is uh, Mishawaka High School in northern Indiana mm-hmm. near South Bend and they started their team about a year and a half ago during COVID and they had a call out of the kids to, to join the, the after school club and it was almost all girls wow. that that was just general interest it wasn't like they got a grant or anything like that mm-hmm. it was just mostly girls that were interested huh. And they were one of the top performing teams last year at our spring Grand Prix. And these were folks for the most part who never touched a car in their life, mm-hmm. but because of the ability to do different things with the car um, and get involved with it. And I think the technology around uh, the EV technology is obviously very interesting to these kids. They, mm-hmm. they're going to be living um, with the impact of, EV technology more than even my gender. I'm 50 years old. These kids are going to be, you know, in the EV space for a, a lot longer time than, than I ever will. So I think this is yeah, obviously sure. very interesting to them. Yeah. Um, how, how do you think uh, aftermarket shops that are, that are, you know, reading our magazine, listening to this podcast, how do you think they can help excite younger people about motorsports and kind of reach out and help build this base level that you know will lead to you know more more popular racing series um you know just general car culture um stuff like that how how do you think they can help i think i think one of the things is they could reach out to us uh, mm-hmm. here at purdue and have them you know contact me uh and they can do that through email sharp 22 at purdue.edu and mm-hmm. i will um i can follow up with them and mm-hmm. one of the best ways especially if they're in the midwest is, is to connect with, you know, one of the high schools mm-hmm. uh, and, and maybe they have an employee that may want to volunteer some time to help support the kids as a mentor. 
maybe it's uh, coming out and being a technical inspector at at uh, one of our events mm-hmm. uh, where um, they can help with technical inspection, post-race, uh, pre-race and post-race. Uh, I think those are some really easy ways that uh, a, a, a shop can get involved. Um, mm-hmm. I think the other way that they can get involved if they want to sponsor, uh, financially sponsor a team or help sponsor the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are all great ways to bring visibility mm-hmm. uh, from the shop to the students. Um, and uh, I think it's also to, they can engage with Purdue in other ways because if they see um you know, with IndyCar as an example, you know, they're going to be going to a hybrid platform mm-hmm. over the next few years. You know, other if other motorsports decides to use a hybrid or a completely EV platform, uh, you know, Purdue has a lot of great resources that can help uh, help a company maybe look at that transition. Mm-hmm. Are there any cases of, of shops kind of reaching out and helping out some of these schools with their programs? Um, a lot we've had some some support uh typically from uh the oems we've had some support from general motors we've had Mm -hmm. some support from hoosier tire those kinds of things but from small shops uh not so much but it is an area that we think we need to to -hmm. better engage with and and to make sure that they feel welcome uh and participating and supporting i would say the best one obviously is top cart usa uh you know they're a shop and they're out there uh, really, you know, heavily involved in the karting industry. So I would say Top Kart is the best example. And then they, some of the people that they work with have been very helpful to us. Cool. Uh, so kind of switching gears a little bit, can you tell me a little bit about what race day looks like for these kids? What, uh, how many, you know, how many events you guys have per year? Uh, uh, how many schools are participating? How many students, that kind of stuff? Sure. So we have a fall and spring race. Uh, the culminating big race is usually in the spring. Um, and we have, like I said, right now, 12 to 16 teams that are actively involved. Many of those are 12 to 16 schools that are actively involved. Many of those schools have more than one cart. Our fall race had 28 carts show up and they bring their trailers, uh, usually a school bus with a truck and a trailer with two or three carts in it. And they've got two or three teams working and we usually have a morning practice session so they can get out, see how the car is performing, uh, doing uh, some testing, things like that, making adjustments to the cart. Then we have qualifying uh, and some heat races. And then uh, after that is usually lunch, uh, another round of practice, and then usually the race. So that's typically our race day event. And then we also have test and tunes which we do throughout the state of Indiana. The races are typically at Purdue West Lafayette at our Grand Prix track. Mm-hmm. And then we have test and tunes um, throughout the state of Indiana at go-kart tracks around Indiana. So it's more accessible to, mm-hmm. to kids. So we, we make sure that we try to reach out to, to different geographic areas. Uh, sometimes they're in parking lots mm-hmm. and uh, they're out there testing and tuning, adjusting the car, getting data off the car, um, and then the other thing that we work with Top Cart USA on is that we have a uh, uh, track labs where we actually take that curriculum and do some on-site instruction with the high school students and the teachers on uh, maybe a particular topic, whether it's uh, uh, something with uh, energy consumption and power uh, versus front-end geometry, uh, tire stagger setup. There's sprockets. I mean, we take a variety of things and usually have 
a half hour, 45 minute lab instruction with the kids. Uh, and then we have lunch with them and stuff like that at, at our test institutes. Cool. Um, so where can people go to get some information about just the, the EV Grand Prix in general or uh, about potentially sponsoring a team or uh, just looking to get involved? engineering.purdue.edu slash motorsports. And that has our entire motorsports platform that Purdue is involved with. And if they click on the EV Grand Prix uh, link, then uh, you will find uh, information about uh, our EV Grand Prix program. Again, they can reach out to me through email at sharp22 at purdue.edu. And uh, I'm more than willing to help connect them either with a team or with our series to, to help support um, what we're doing. Uh, we have our spring schedule already uh, on the website. So we've got a couple of tests and tunes coming up in April uh, along with our, our race. Uh, so those are up there as well. Again, one of the best things that they can do is actually just come to, to one of our events. I'm looking at this spring 23 calendar right now. April 21st, we're going to be in Kokomo at our Purdue Polytechnic in Kokomo. And then May 1st is our spring Grand Prix race. Awesome. So, yeah. We're finalizing our date and location for an Indianapolis test and tune that'll also be in April. Cool. Awesome. Well, Corey, that's about all the time we have. Thanks for coming on the show today. It was great hearing about the program. Uh, and yeah. Thanks for taking the time. All right. Thank you, AJ. Thank you again to Corey for coming on the episode to talk about the EV Grand Prix. As he mentioned, you can learn more about the EV Grand Prix as well as the rest of Purdue's motorsports programs at engineering.purdue.edu slash EV Grand Prix. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, check out the rest of the InGear catalog on Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. And if you want to keep up with the latest news and trends in the aftermarket, and get the latest episodes of InGear with the Shop sent directly to your inbox, go to theshopmag.com to subscribe to the magazine and the daily e-newsletter. That's all I've got this time. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, AJ Hecht. Cheers. <laughs>